listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. All right, Huda Nation, welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. This episode is presented to you guys by DraftKings. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is also giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code SUS, which you'll see on your screen for Straight Up Saints. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you can win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code SUS, all caps, SUS. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now for this particular episode of the Straight Up Saints podcast, I am very, very excited to bring on my guy, Eric McCoy. I've talked to him before in the past. Really excited to have him on. Eric, what's going on, man? How was your bye week? How are you feeling? Yo, um, it was a good bye week. I mean, I was here in New Orleans for most of it, you know, just rehab and trying to get right. Um, the whole the whole nine yards. We got out for a few days on the weekends, some time with the wife. Um, we just kind of got a little reset. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you, Eric, obviously you coming into this season, I, I don't know exactly what goals you have, but I can tell you a lot of us Saints podcasters, analysts, reporters, we all kind of like talked on the side. We're like, I think this is the year Eric goes all pro. And then unfortunately, obviously, when you go down in terms of mindset, I'm really curious, how, how does that weigh on you? Is it like extra frustrating that it's week one? Is it almost like, OK, minor bump in the road? How do you personally approach it? Um, You know, it was really frustrating this being straight up and being blunt about it. Um, you know, I've never really experienced an injury like this in my life where I've had to miss an extended amount of time. As long as I've missed is like a half of a game or something. Um, so yeah, it was really frustrating, not even just from the, the accomplishments that I wanted to achieve, but just being out there with my boys. Um, I really miss that. I really miss hitting on people. I really miss making the line calls. I really miss a whole bunch of stuff. I just feel like it was a great season, a great opportunity for go out and make a big jump going into year three. But Ready to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned bouncing back. Uh, I'm really curious. A lot of Saints fans, when the injury happened, we noticed that you didn't originally go on injured reserve. And Saints fans are super observant with everything. And they kind of wondered, was that a sign of you coming back? Did you feel like you're almost ready to come back, at least mentally, physically? Where are you at in this process? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying right now I am feeling very good about coming back. Um, You know, I don't really know much about the whole IR thing. Um, It's a little out of my my tax bracket. Um, (laughs) But I'm feeling ready to come back mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and I'm ready to. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of just clarifying on that, Eric, I'm curious. When you talk about coming back, is it coming back for Monday night against Seattle? Is that kind of the date you have circled right now? Is it Halloween against Tampa? What, what in your mind is a realistic target date for you? The date that I have circled is Monday night. Um, you know, playing in Seattle, that's the only place apart from the Dome that has that same type of energy and that same type of crowd. Um, and it's something that I'm looking forward to, given that I have the go. Definitely. And, and I want to ask you, you talked about line calls, and I thought this is really important because 
the Saints, for the most part through the season, have looked really consistent. Week two was kind of what people call the anomaly, and the offense looked out of sync. Yeah, and one yeah, thing yeah. a lot of us noticed was it was free rushers up the gap. I mean, it just it, the communication wasn't there. When you see something like that, what would you tell the fans at home? Is it more so because the O-line's been injured, it's a lack of communication? Is it you guys got a lot of new faces on offense? Just what do you think yeah. kind of leads to stuff like that? Um, honestly, it was just something that they game planned that they hadn't game planned before. They ran, I mean, they ran the same pressure three times in a row. Um, and technically, Caesar stuck to the rule of that rush. Um, and they just showed something completely different. I'm sure that the adjustments, trust me, we harped on that all of the next week, expecting to see it from Bill Belichick and the Patriots because they saw that it was a weak point. Um, but you know, it is, it is frustrating, but I'm not sure that I or any of us could have handled it any differently just because following our rules, that was what we were supposed to do. Um, but it's something that has definitely been fixed, um, as you've seen the weeks after. Um, there haven't been free rushers. There haven't been guys that have just been having a straight shot at the quarterback. Um, yeah. So I, I want to kind of go off that now. We talk about the offense. Um, I, I know I've actually caught you were live tweeting about it. I believe it was the Washington game. I mean, we had the Hail Mary. We had a, a long yeah. touchdown pass to Deontay. I mean, it was all over the place. Uh, when you get to watch this offense, because I think – I think the fair word would be when you watch the Breeze offense the last couple of years is methodical. Now, obviously with Jameis, there's a lot more splash plays. What, does that excite you, make you even more excited to kind of go back on the field and kind of have those moments with those guys? Because I, I know you seem to be enjoying it on your phone, but knowing you, you're probably out there and you're like, man, I, I can't wait to go join these guys and celebrate during yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I can't wait to be back. I mean, you see the big plays, a 72-yard touchdown at Deontay. Um, I mean, we had one called back against – the Giants, Kenny Stills touchdown before that, another long touchdown. And those are just all plays that, you know, you miss, like 50, 60, 70-yard touchdowns. That's not, an, that's not an every play thing. That's not an every game thing. Um, so I'm, I'm happy for the guys that are out there. But, of course, I want to be back. I want to be celebrating. I'm a big celebrator um, just because I know all of the work that goes into each play just to make it be successful and to make it happen and all the game planning that went in with the coaches. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So, not you know, the crazy thing is, you look at the Saints record, they're 3-2. and two. Some people will be like, man, it's not good enough. And then there's the realistic people are like, if you look at the injury report, I mean, you've missed time, Armstead's missed time, Mike's still missing time, Traquan missing time, the defense a little banged up. Have you guys thought about it, or is it kind of just like a silent thing that, hey, when we get these players back, we might have a chance to do something special the second half of the season? Do you guys not really think about that, or, or is that something that you guys, you know, behind closed doors are like, hey, I mean, we, we definitely have the tools uh, to make a run in the second half of the season? Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, um, we're really excited for those to get back. I mean, of course, including myself. Um, those are like those are significant players that you mentioned that have been out, Armstead, Juan, Davenport, Traquan, Mike T., um, like those guys make a difference on this team, on this offense, and on this defense. Um, I'm not going to say that we're we're making we're looking that far ahead because we're making you know Seattle the next biggest thing because that's our next game. Um, I couldn't even tell you who we play the week after that. Uh, but yeah, important pieces are coming back, and I think that we can be really special when they do. So one thing that really stands out about this team, and it's obviously rare because of the unfortunate circumstance you guys were put in, but the traveling you guys have had to do because of obviously the impact Hurricane Ida had. I mean, you guys went from New Orleans to Dallas to Jacksonville to Carolina, then up to New How the hell do you guys keep it together? I really have to – like, how do you guys <laughs> keep it together? Because 
the fan, I mean, the fan bases and even like, I'll just put it this way, Eric, I was in New York at the time when hurricane hurricane Ida made its way up and even by New York, yeah. just a crazy impact. And I'm just curious for you guys, how do you keep your composure? Cause it's not just the football side. There's also the family side of things too. So yeah. how do you keep your composure one? And then two, how do, how do you keep your composure and stay successful on top of it? How do you guys do that? Mm. Um, I would just be the first person to tell you that being in Dallas, being in Jacksonville, being all over the place was not easy. Um, but, you know, I think that Coach Payton, uh, Miss Vincent, all the, the whole hierarchy did a really good job of making us comfortable having our families there, um, having even our dogs there with us as we stayed in hotels and we were moving all over. Um, but, you know, it was a tough time not being in your home, not being in a comfortable environment. Um, so that's, that's just another thing that I'm excited for is I got back in my home like a week and a half ago. Um, and I know that a lot of guys are getting back in their homes as well. So I guess I can't imagine how much that, how much easier it will be mentally for them once they settle back in and once the team gets rolling again. What have you seen? And, and I remember we talked, I believe it might've been in May or June, and you kind of talked about the energy Jameis Winston brings. Now that it is regular season, we got five starts. What have you seen from Jameis um, that you like? What, what is it like being around that guy? He still brings the same energy day in, day out. Um, he's a goofball, man. Um, I just, I just love the guy. I think he's great. Um, I love that he's our quarterback. I love that he's leading this team. Um, I just love the heart that he has for the city. So you mentioned about just like mauling guys over. I, I kind of noticed there is definitely a, um, I, there's always a commitment to the run with the Saints. Sean does love to run the ball. I think there's like this misconception that he doesn't. But even now, more than ever, we're seeing Alvin kind of become this bell cow in the sense that he is just getting these 20, 25 touches a game and, and really taking advantage of it. You see a guy like that do his thing. Does it make your job easier? Do, do you make it like how does that? I mean, I know you obviously make his job easier, but how talented is Alvin? And have you seen? Does he look even better to you? Does it kind of see the same? What have you seen from him? Yeah, yeah. I just think straight up Alvin is one of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life. The way that he, he his balance, like I, I, everybody sees it. Alvin, he's he's a special player. He's a special athlete, and I think anytime that you can get the ball in his hands, twenty twenty five times a game, like that's that's who your offense runs through. You know, he's, he's a beast out there. I have, I, and I don't even know if you might have the answer to this question, Eric, but I know a lot of Saints fans have been asking it, and I feel like I, I kind of have to ask you because I'm curious what you think about this. We can see, especially this season, but we've seen it over the last couple of years as well, the, the Saints can go anywhere and they can win. The one thing that I've noticed fans are a little bit worried about, and it's only, you've only had one game to show it. It's just, unfortunately, the Saints ended up losing that game. Fans yeah. are worried, can the Saints reestablish dome dominance which they've done for the years and i know it's just one game they ended up losing to the giants it, it happens you know the nfl is a crazy place what would be your message to the fans who are a little worried about hey are the saints gonna be this dominant team at home because man we know you guys go to jacksonville you go to new england you go to dc it doesn't matter you guys win what would you what would your message be to fans who are worried about that dome dominance just a few words just just keep bringing the juice you know y'all are the energy y'all provide that it factor that makes the dome the dome so just keep bringing that energy um, and we'll be ready to roll. Okay, that's that's definitely fair. I, I gotta ask now because I think I asked you a couple of months ago, but it's a different locker room now. Is Jameis still the best dancer in the locker room, or did someone else take the crown? Who? Jameis. Oh, hundred percent. Um, 
Yeah, you know, the only person I would say is up there might be my boy Caesar. Um, I haven't actually seen him dance in person, but, you know, he has his little throwback video from Michigan. Um, I'm just waiting for him to bust that out in our locker room. So, uh, you know, he's the only person I could think that can give him a run for his money. Okay, I'm, so I'm also curious. Lattimore gets paid. He's been balling out, by the way. Mm. Does he mm. buy people dinner? Anyone get dinner from Lattimore or not yet? Um, you know, I don't know. That might be a defense-only thing. Um, you know, O-line kind of has their own little separate gig going on. So I can't really speak on it, but he should. If that's the case, did Ramchek at least spot you guys since it's an O-line group? His, his is coming up. His is coming up. Okay, I'm going to check out. All right, we'll, we'll make sure. And then when it's your time, Eric, you might have to return the favor there. My last question for you, man. This game coming up against Monday, you know, Monday night, Seattle, not getting too far ahead, just focus on this game. What do you think? It's prime time, going to be on ESPN, national television. Just what what opportunity do you guys have here to show the NFL world kind of what the Saints are about this season? I mean, I just think we can show what type of team we are. You know, Monday night in Seattle, tough road environment, um, and getting a lot, of, a lot of pieces back to this team. I think we can just go out and show the team that we are um, and hopefully put our best product on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Eric, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are coming off your bye week. Now you guys are getting ready for a nice matchup in Seattle against the Seahawks. Wish you guys all the best. That's going to do it, guys, for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and stay tuned for more content on the Straight Up Saints podcast in the near future as I'll preview and break down the Saints upcoming game with the Seattle Seahawks. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.